Hello everyone, and welcome to another episode of Selling Greenville, your favorite real estate podcast here in Greenville, South Carolina. I am your host as always, Stan McCune, that's my name. I'm a realtor right here in the Greenville area, and you can find all of my contact information in the show notes if you need to reach out to me for any of your real estate needs in the Greenville area, in Spartanburg and Anderson County and Pickens County, all of the surrounding areas, I can help you out. Um, And please, to support the show and to make sure you don't miss future episodes, please subscribe in whatever podcast app or whatever, uh, or if you're watching on YouTube, uh, please subscribe to my channel. Make sure you don't miss future episodes. Uh, And if you could, if you're in YouTube, like, comment, those types of things, that helps. Um, If you're listening, uh, some apps allow you to leave a rating or a review. So I would appreciate if you guys could do any of those things. Now, um, if it sounds different than it normally does, or, or if you're watching, you'll notice it looks a lot different than it normally does, and uh, that's because right now, I am out of town, as I'm recording this, at least. When you're listening to this, I might be back in town, um, but I'm currently out of town. I'm in a log cabin um, in the mountains of Georgia, and so uh, you can see that I'm currently actually on, outside in a screened-in porch. Um, that is a part of the log cabin that I'm in. Uh, so it's really nice, but I don't know what you guys will hear. You might hear uh, animals or birds or the like. I've tried to turn down the volume on my mic, so it's not going to be picking up as much of the background stuff, but that's going to obviously cause things to sound a little different. So I appreciate if you guys uh, can stick with me here. But today I want to talk about uh, recently Greenville County had... Um, kind of a a big a big thing that happened, and that is that the county government almost shut down. Uh, I say almost. We were about a week away from from the county government potentially shutting down as a result of challenging challenges with them passing the uh, the budget for the year. Now here's what happens. Uh, there is kind of a split in the county council right now between uh, the, you might call them the old guard, uh, the people that have been in the in the council for a long time, and the newer group that have been elected in the past one, two, maybe even three years. Um, and, and that group tends to be, the, the newer group tends to be uh, quite conservative. Most of Greenville County Council is quite conservative. And, and of course, when you're talking about county governments, con- what conservative typically means is usually fiscally conservative, right? Because the county council doesn't, it does get into some social things, but the things that you're hearing when you hear the term conservative on national media, it means something different uh, for a county council. It usually has to do more with being fiscally conservative. So um, really the the group that has come in the past few years um, has really platformed on and really made a big deal about being conservative, specifically fiscally conservative. Well, um, the the county council, the majority, has been saying, listen, we don't have enough money to fund the government moving forward to do everything that we want to do. And so we need to, uh, in order to fund it, to raise property taxes. Um, And so that's what was proposed. They had two readings of the budget uh, that all went fine. And then the third reading is when it, it gets voted on and, and either becomes the budget or doesn't. Well, um, 
let's put this in context here. So the the increase that we're talking about, uh, the way I understand it, it's a seven mil increase, and this would have resulted in what we're talking about essentially for every hundred thousand dollars in home value for a owner occupant, it would be an increase of twenty eight dollars per year. For every hundred, and same thing uh, if it's not owner occupied, if it's a commercial property or a rental property, um, it would have been an increase of, uh, let's see here, $42 for every $100,000 of value. So, a for instance, a $300,000 valued uh, rental property would be paying an extra, what's it come out to, $126 per year in property taxes. Um, or a $200,000 owner-occupied property would be paying uh, an extra $56 per year in property taxes. Um, now, what's interesting about all of this is this is the first time that property taxes had been considered to be raised in Greenville County in just about 30 years. So basically three decades of not raising taxes. And the county admitted something that, that was interesting um, that that kind of got swept under the rug for a variety of reasons. Um, but they said that that one of the reasons that they haven't had to raise property taxes is because of the growth in the area, right? Because when you've got more homes being built, when you've got more businesses coming in, more tax revenue is coming in as a result of that. Um, well, you know, we've talked about the NIMBYs, the people, the not in my backyard people, um, they don't like growth. But guess what? It's the NIMBYs that also don't like taxes. So, um, so we've talked about this in the past, where you've got to you've got to think about the whole picture when you're opposing uh, development in your backyard. You might actually be increasing taxes on yourself. Long story short, these tax increases, by and large, uh, were not popular with the public. When they had that that third reading, um, hundreds of people showed up to county to the county council chambers. I wasn't there, but I know people that were. It was standing room only. You couldn't even get in. There was a line that formed like hours before uh, before the reading. And it was apparently a very, very vocal group. And uh, this is obviously becoming more and more of a thing uh, in uh, county council, not just in Greenville, but, but all across the, the U.S., that people are becoming a lot more involved, which is good. Uh, the involvement is good. The hostility, I think, uh, you know, obviously I'm not a big fan of that. Um, but this was a group that was very vocal and a little bit hostile. And um, and what ended up happening is it failed the third reading. It ended up so it, it was it ended up being a six to six vote, and it's got to be a a two thirds uh, super majority that 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 passes these budgets. Um, it was really seven to five. Um, the long story short of that is that Liz Seaman, one of the councilwomen, um, she was for the budget increase, but when she realized it wasn't gonna, it wasn't gonna pass, she voted not in favor of it because then that allowed her to be able to uh, propose that they uh, redo the third reading. Kind of the long story short there. So that's exactly what happened. She she proposed that they redo the third reading, um, and and let let me just say. Um, it, 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 it failed six to six. Um, I think that, that going in that there were people that were planning to, to vote for it, that when they saw the hostility from the crowd, they opted not to, um, now the leader of the group, 
uh, of of people voting against the budget was actually my county council person, Steve Shaw. Um, and apparently there there's was quite a bit of uh, of discussion between him and some of the other council people about the budget um, and and a bit of uh, perhaps mudslinging that happened as a result of that. I, I, I've only read some quotes. Like I said, I wasn't there. Um, I'm sure it was very interesting uh, if any of my listeners were there. Um, but um, what ended up happening is uh, they re- redid that third reading uh, a few days later, and Joey Russo, uh, another freshman councilman, he moved over into uh, into the yes vote, and then of course then Liz, um, who had voted no just to have that ability to to bring the reading back to the table, um, she then voted yes, and that brought it to an eight to four vote. So then it finally did end up passing. Um, so uh, a very interesting turn of events. Now at that at the second third reading, um, there was also my understanding a ton of people there and a very vocal group. And when Joey Russo um, ended up leaving, there were people shouting at him and deputies having to escort him out. There were people that had to be kicked out of of council chambers. So um, so it was a very uh, very hostile dynamic. People do not want their taxes raised. Um, and it's understandable, right? When, you, when you've had to pay uh, more than you've wanted to the past three years to buy a house, and, and now mortgage rates are high, you, you don't want to hear, okay, now my property taxes are going up in addition to all of these other things. People that are on fixed incomes, it really hurts them as well. The older, uh, poorer population, um, it, it's, it's really damaging to them. Um, and you guys know, um, I, I generally speaking, I'm not in favor of tax increases. Just generally speaking, if, if they can be avoided, um, and uh, you know, th- this is a very interesting debate because there are kind of two. I mean, obviously, there's a lot that goes into a budget, but there were two really big things that were debated in this budget, and one was money that was allocated towards affordable housing. And the other one was money allocated towards GreenLink, our public transportation system. Well, um, the vast majority of people in Greenville County have never used GreenLink. It's not exactly known as the greatest, uh, you know, public transportation system in the world. Um, and then, as far as affordable housing goes, I'm obviously, you guys know, I'm for affordable housing. So obviously, I'm not going to oppose uh, oppose that, right? Because we need people that are getting gentrified out of out of areas, we need to provide housing for them, ideally in those areas where they were at, so that they can, so that they don't end up getting pushed out of areas that, you know, they might have spent their entire lives at. Um, but it, it's it's a it's a difficult, it's difficult to to really know what the right thing to do was without you know me looking at all of the books. All I know is that um, taxes will be going up, not a ton. Again. Um, if you're an owner-occupant, $28 for every $100,000 that your property is is, uh, is assessed for, and so you can go on the um, you can you can go look at your tax bill, and or there's a few different ways you can do it uh, via Greenville County's website. They have a tax estimator. You can go on there and actually look at what your assessed value is, and um, and then what it'll do is it'll it'll give you a few different columns. It'll say your assessed value, and then what your tax rate is, which will be either 4% or 6%. So then it'll multiply 
the total assessed value times that four or 6%, and then I'll give you another value, and then that value is multiplied by the millage rate. So it's the millage rate that's going up. Um, and and so if you're, you know, if the house that you live in is um, is currently a assessed at three hundred thousand uh, dollars, then your taxes are going to go up by uh, per year twenty eight times three, which is uh, what I believe eighty one dollars. I believe is what. No, that that wouldn't be right. Twenty eight. That would be uh, eighty. You know what? I one thing that people need to uh, realize when you're recording a, a podcast and all the pressure is on you, your your brain freezes. So eighty four dollars, uh, if you have a three hundred thousand dollar assessed house that you're living in that you're an owner occupant for, um, eighty four dollars per year more is what you'll be spending. I don't think this is going to have a huge impact on most homeowners, um, with the exception of those on fixed incomes. Um, it will, though, impact commercial properties. I mean, there are some commercial properties. Think about large apartment buildings that, um, or, or large retail that are, are assessed in the several millions of dollars. And so um, what we can expect this to immediately do is to, once it goes into effect, it will for sure impact rent for a lot of people. Um, and so, you know, how much will it affect it? It sh- on paper shouldn't be more than ten to twenty dollars per month, but it's not quite that simple because here's what happens, right? When uh, people that have owned property for a long time, that have owned rental properties for for a while, when they see their taxes go up, that now they start to be interested in selling. They might not know all the background of why it went up or whatever. They just saw, oh, my property taxes went up. I don't know that I want this property anymore. You know, people don't realize that the vast majority of rental properties are owned by mom and pop landlords. They're not, the majority are not owned by large institutional owners. Uh, major companies, you know, BlackRock and the like, they don't have the majority market share on rental properties, despite popular public opinion. Um, and so what happens, a lot of these mom and pop landlords, landladies, they, they really aren't making that much money um, at the end of the day because when you factor in all the different expenses it costs to have a, and maintain a rental property, it does add up. And so some of them, when they see that their taxes have now you know gone up by one or two hundred dollars a year, that could then cause them to decide to sell, um, which then in turn, or, or perhaps it'll mean that they have less money to put towards improving the property. Um, which will then kind of uh, what I've seen oftentimes is then that cascades into uh, the y- more deferred maintenance, which then w- when you're playing catch up on maintenance issues, it, usually it just spirals out of control. And so what all of these things can result in is uh, people selling these rental properties uh, for more money. And now the people that purchase uh, purchasing these rental properties are expecting them to rent out for more. So this is, Probably in the end, it will end up having a net impact on rental rates a lot more than strictly the uh, the property tax dollars. Uh, but this is one thing that is kind of ignored in a lot of instances by the county council and by others in this discussion is what about renters? What is going on with them? What about even landlords or landladies? But um, 
it's it's there's not much consideration when we're talking about housing affordability for people that are actually having to pay for rent. And so unfortunately, we find ourselves in a bit of a Rob Peter to pay Paul uh, kind of situation where, yes, we are increasing taxes to help with housing affordability, but then that's also going to make renting less affordable. Uh, so it's it's going to, I, you know, I don't I doubt that they did any kind of studies to actually ascertain uh, the the net impact on housing affordability for the region. Um, but the net impact, uh, unfortunately, it probably won't be positive um, for from a housing affordability standpoint. But here's the thing. All of these things are so interconnected and so complex that it's just easier for the county to sit there and say, you know, well, we're, we're helping housing affordability by doing this. And it's like, well, maybe not. Have you actually put in the time and the research to actually figure out that that these proposals are in fact on a across the board are going to help out housing affordability. I'm I'm not sure. I'm I'm not convinced uh, that that's the case. Um, they also they produced some materials leading up to uh, the third reading, or it may have been after the third reading, the initial one that failed, um, where they made the case for why taxes need to be need to be hiked, and the case. To me, wasn't very strong. Um, they they referenced inflation. Well, that's a cop out thing to say. You know, everyone's saying inflation right now. Uh, guess what? Coke and Pepsi are saying inflation right now. But if you look at uh, what's going on in in the Coke and Pepsi meetings when they release their minutes, you know, shareholder uh, data and whatnot, they're They've actually just been raising prices. If you notice how how Coke and Pepsi products have gone way up in price the past couple of years, that's not due to inflation. Uh, what they've been saying is, uh, basically privately, they've been saying, you know what, our earnings haven't been as high as we want them to be for the company. We need to raise prices. And it's not because their earnings went down. It's just because they wanted more earnings. Uh, some people call that greedflation or, or excuseflation, whatever you want to call it. But when it comes to housing um, and when it comes to property taxes, we already have a mechanic for, for accounting for this. And that is the, the uh, assessed value for a property is inflation adjusted, right? The county is allowed to, there are a bunch of rules whereby the county can reassess a property's uh, taxes and the, the tax value. And then when that tax value goes up, obviously the property taxes that the, the homeowner is paying goes up. And so it's it's kind of ridiculous to me to hear the inflation argument when they literally already have a mechanic in there for accounting for that, that they're pretending like they don't have. Um, now, I will say Enos Fant, he did discuss, uh, I believe it was him, uh, county councilman, um, he, he did discuss that, that perhaps that mechanic is broken. Um, and and maybe that is the case. Maybe uh, maybe that you know the county needs to be more aggressive. I, I'm certainly not in favor of that uh, of them being more aggressive with their assessments. Um, but this is the debate that's going on right now. And and here's you know on a very high level, an interesting thing about the Greenville market. A big attractor for the Greenville market is affordability. That is a major driver of traffic to this area. And for me as a realtor, 
you know, it's interesting for me to talk to people in some other areas. Like I was talking to someone recently in Charleston. They were talking about how, you know, the market has just been, uh, you know, crazy for them. And in Greenville, we have seen a major slowdown since these interest rates have gone way up. And so I had to really take inventory of that. Okay, why would Charleston be crazier than Greenville? And, and you know, it really occurred to me, people aren't moving to Charleston for, for affordability. Um, you know, I know people that have that live in Charleston, that have homes in Charleston. And, you know, it's, it's a beach town. It's a town that, you know, it, it's a college town as well. So there, there are a lot of things like that. Um, it's, a, it's a party area, um, all of those types of things. And for Greenville, the vast majority of times I hear people moving to Greenville from out of state or from somewhere else is because of housing affordability and just general cost of, of life affordability. Um, and so this is why people don't like to hear property taxes going up because uh, the one of the main reasons why people like this area is the affordability aspect of it. Now, um, the county council can't impact the uh, you know the the market for real estate, right? As the market has gone up, and there's been a lot of angst about that, about um, about prices going up, um, and and housing becoming less and less affordable. The county can't obviously fix prices and and they're they're doing these token grants for affordable housing but the county is now is raising property taxes and stonewalling a lot of a lot of development a lot of construction on the basis of trying to uh do what the nimbys are telling them to do and so they are indirectly and and you could argue just directly impacting housing affordability in a very negative way by doing that We'd be very comfortable in Greenville if we had a consistent, you know, one to to three percent, um, you know, price appreciation in the real estate market. That would be totally everyone would be happy with that, right? If if home prices and home values went up, you know, one to three percent, two to four percent, something like that per year. Uh, nobody was complaining about housing affordability when that was the rate that it was happening at, but it's it's now that things have started to pick up as more and more people are moving here, more and more people are able to remote work. Um, and so they're leaving the bigger cities, coming to Greenville. That's causing prices to go up, among other things. Obviously, you have to account for multiple generations. We've talked about this before, but um, we, we have three very active generations that, of home buyers right now. Uh, millennials, my generation, Gen X, and baby boomers are all very active right now. And that's a very unusual dynamic. You don't usually have three generations that are all very active in the real estate market. Um, and so we have a bit of a generational thing going on here. Um, and, and all of that is causing some of these prices to increase. But we, we need to build more. And, um, and so the, the county council right now is, is, in my opinion, doing everything that they can to, uh, to cause the the cost of housing to go up and very little to cause the cost of housing to go down except in some of these very niche cases with uh with affordable housing or workforce housing as they're they're calling it more frequently now which is for people in a lower income bracket and i'm glad um you know we need that to be able to help those people but to to do these token grants and whatnot 
um, to, to help out, you know, a small portion of the population, but then ignore everyone else, that that's not going to help us out in the long run. We've talked about that in other uh, podcast episodes. I'm not going to get into all of those details, but those are my opinions on all of this. Um, I'd had a few people reach out that wanted my personal opinion on, on the property tax situation. Um, and so there you go. There you have it. Um, tricky situation, admittedly. I, I will say this. I, I will mention this one thing. The county count, the, the county government shutting down would have been like catastrophic. That would have been a big deal. If, if the, the second time the third reading didn't get passed, if the, sorry, if the second time the third reading happened, if the budget did not get passed during that reading, and then nothing was figured out between then and the deadline, which was just like a week later, um, and the county government ended up shutting down, that the impact that that would have had uh, would have been truly, truly devastating. And so we definitely can't have that. Um, I'm willing to pay a little bit more on my property taxes if that means no government shutdown um, on, on the county level. Um, but um, we also need some people that are that are really looking at this from a holistic standpoint and and are able to not just use talking points like inflation, like uh, affordable housing, um, public transportation, you know, these very broad ideas but actually to get into the nitty-gritty of, okay, what is the actual impact of this? Let's not just look at these actuarial tables that tell us, here's how many people are coming in, and here's how many people are doing this, and, and, and here's how you know we have to account for all of this. But like getting beyond just that and starting to analyze, but what is, if we do this, then what does that mean for this? What does that mean for that? And actually looking at the widespread impact, not just the impact on the very specific thing that they're talking about. Um, I have a ton of respect for our people in county council. I know uh, that they put in a lot more than they get out when it comes to that public service. Um, And so I appreciate what they're doing. um, And I, I hope that they learn from this experience that people don't want property tax increases, that they uh, want these county council people to think more creatively and more outside the box, and perhaps we'll get that in future years. We have, we can, one can hope. Uh, but I have a, ma- I have uh, a feeling that uh, there will be ripple effects to the county council as a result of this vote because people were, were very unhappy uh, with, by and large, with the result. So uh, that will be something to track as we have uh, council elections in the future. But that's all I have to say about this topic. I appreciate you guys listening. Um, rate, review, subscribe, like, comment, all those things with the show. Uh, please, if you need a realtor or you know someone that does, my contact information is in the show notes. I appreciate you guys listening, and we will talk again next time.